Welcome to the Liturgist Podcast. You are now listening to Black History is American History. I'm William Matthews. Hey, I'm Propaganda. I'm Nikki Black. And I'm Andre Henry. Today's moment in Black history, Black feminism and womanism. So, hey, we're here with Nikki and Prop. And I have a question for Nikki, and I'm sure Prop has the same question because both of us are dudes. So I need you as our feminist, womanist scholar here to explain what is Black feminism? What is womanism? Do they agree or disagree? Because I hear so many different people. I just people. don't want to get this wrong. Yeah. yeah. I hear some people like, I'm not a black feminist. I'm a womanist. And then some people are like, I'm a black feminist. And I don't, I'm like, wait, huh? Who? Yeah. Explain this divergence I'm just here. for y'all. Just tell I'm me. for women. Tell me. <laughs> I'm for black so women. I know. You'll have yeah. an opinion either way. Yeah. Before talking about black feminism, which I do want to say black feminism was first, but- before talking about that, I, I want to just say that feminism, the, the catch-all, refers to more of a political ideology and praxis that seeks to elevate women to the status of men socially, politically, and economically. So what Black feminism is about is asserting that the experience of Black women helps us to arrive at an understanding of our very unique position as it relates to patriarchy and sexism and oppression, how class plays into that, how the body itself, whether able or not, plays into that, how gender expression and sexual orientation relates to the distribution of power politically, economically, socially. And then womanism, I would say it's not even it's not even really a, a a political ideology or practice. It's a different thing. It's a whole other thing. And really what it means is, or what it's what it's been called is women loving other women. Mm. Which is a whole different thing. <laughs> like, so it doesn't it doesn't position itself with masculinity. Hmm. masculinity is actually not a part of the conversation in womanism. Mm, Okay. Whereas in feminism, masculinity is oftentimes centered because we're looking to rise to the level of the most powerful men in society. Yeah, yeah. something immediately clicked as you said that to where you're like, man, that makes so much sense. Like the men is not the foil for which how we're understanding our position in society. I'm like, no, this is just... Well, let's talk about us and of just being us, not right. in relation to them. This just, is just us. Just us being, ah, it makes so much like, sense. Like, for instance, you know, I remember one time a friend of mine on, I think it was Facebook, was talking about, actually had posted a article about uh, the percentage of women that change their last name when they get married and something, something, something. And there was this whole conversation in her comments about, oh, I'm just, 
I'm surprised that many women still change their name. I didn't change my name. I kept my maiden name and another mm-hmm. woman's like, oh, yes, I kept my name. And because I traced my lineage and, you know, back in Germany, this happened and that happened and that blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I kept my, actually, my mom's family's name was such a, like, there was this whole conversation. And I'm watching this conversation between mm-hmm. these white women mm-hmm. and I'm watching it as a black woman. Mm-hmm. And this whole conversation is absurd to me. Because the fact that I can choose my husband. Number one. Number one is major. (laughs) I couldn't choose my husband a couple minutes ago. (laughs) I was bred or whatever, didn't have any agency over my body. Then the fact that I could have that marriage recognized legally. And that I have the opportunity to take my husband's name, my husband that I chose. For me, taking my husband's name is an act of radical feminism, womanism. Wow. That's major for me. So that's some of like what, you know, the like the the nuances of like the differences between womanism, intersectional feminism. Black feminism, and then what people will call feminism, but oftentimes uh, expresses itself as white feminism. So it seems like it's directly related to, I guess, the emphasis, the goal, the impact of what you want. Like, so womanism being, if I'm, t- and tell me if I'm wrong, womanism being about the essence of women and their being and their relation to each other. Outside of masculinity, right? Feminism being the the political, economic, social status of women, you know, being equal to men, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe intersectional feminism is maybe particularly. Um, well, I understand how how white women fit into that because oftentimes they don't see other types of women, right? And or how other types of women are experiencing maybe what Kimberly Crenshaw called mm-hmm. a double a double jeopardy thing, mm-hmm. like a double burden, um, because she's not only a woman, she's also black. That was a legal thing for her. So intersectional feminism being a type of feminism that sees different social locations or how different multiple layers of identity, right? Uh, yeah. Informs, yeah. Right. And then I guess, what is, are, are black women, because I hear a lot of black women talk about intersectionality and intersectional feminism, but it seems like that's just language for what they already embody. Am I right, right, right about that? Like they they are woman and they are black and they are right. or queer, or able or disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, there they are many of these things, yeah. and so they're already having an intersectional approach. I would imagine, yeah, right or seemed, no? Yeah, in my right. head, I was thinking there was feminism. You know, like we talked about in the early episodes, like black women were always involved from the beginning. The suffrage movement, suffrage and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then with the complete erasure of that, you know what I'm saying, as it became such a, a bigger thing, like for some reason that was forgotten, you know what I'm right. saying? So to me it was, I thought it was just like black feminism or intersectional stuff was just like, well, you didn't invite the rest of us to the table when y'all got these rights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all fought for those rights, but you ain't fight for all women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like mm-hmm. at some point somebody, cause black women get their rights to the sixties. You know what I'm right. saying? So like, well, I thought suffrage was in the twenties, you know? So right. those sort of like, Hey, us too, 
because of like that, like you're saying, this multi, the multi layers of your identity and how many other interlocking systems of injustice that specifically a woman of color has to deal with. But you're, but what I'm hearing and what I think he's asking too is like, there's more to it than just, hey, you didn't include us. Right. No, there's a unique necessity because of our intersection for us to address specifically these things. And the conclusions we draw might actually be very different because of this intersection. Right. And also the solution that we arrive at when we address the needs of the most marginalized and oppressed people Mm. in the conversation, in the room, in the space, in the country. So for instance, during chattel slavery, white women were also subjugated. You know, course, they yeah. couldn't own property and, you know, they were also b- essentially breeding children, having baby after baby under the thumb of patriarchy. However, they were not separated from their children. They had yeah. they had some agency that black women who were enslaved did not have. And so had those women at the time had the white women who also owned slaves, so what was it like 40% of slave mm-hmm. owners were were female. And also oftentimes slaves were an inheritance or a mm-hmm. wedding gift. Um, so they participated in chattel slavery and benefited well, I from just, it. I have never really made that distinction. You're right, because it seems like there were certain slaves that were given to the to women for their own personal needs, mm-hmm. um, to attend to them or their children. I never saw that as separate. It, that's funny because that makes a lot more sense thinking about how white women did as as their own selves yeah. own, own slaves. Yeah. And if, especially if they're the ones talking, like that's the part that I feel like wouldn't, uh, for me would just like burn me to the core if I'm like, you're standing up there talking about women's rights while I have, like I work. Like I right. was given to you as I was a freaking wedding gift and you're talking about women's right. rights. Like right. I'd like keep, miss me altogether. Like I feel like I, that would burn me up. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'm working yeah. in the field alongside men. I yeah. am not being considered a woman. Yeah. Black women were not considered women and therefore could not be raped. That was law. Mm-hmm. Mm. And And being torn from our children. Like, so had that been a topic of conversation amongst white women, <laughs> yeah. then they would have then liberated themselves as well. Basically, white women were focused on themselves yeah. and they weren't able to see their own hypocrisy in the sense of they were fighting for supposedly women's rights, but totally dismissing, dehumanizing the black woman in mm-hmm. her essence. And and while also using her as like on her back. Right, <laughs> like, using like, her yeah. as, yeah, very much so. Using her, using her children. One of the things that I learned really recently is that oftentimes slave children would be given to other children that that they had a playmate. They would mm. be assigned a playmate. Oh wow. And that and that child would be dressed up, you know, dressed very finely. Yeah. Yeah, and they would be the companion of the child. Wow. And and um oftentimes, you know, the children to whom these slave children were given would grow up and sometimes kill them kill kill you know like just all kinds of things happen and so you are dehumanizing not just women but children as well and i feel like children are a for me a major part of the conversation of feminism intersectional feminism womanism because once again if we are serving the most vulnerable in society if we are addressing the needs of the most oppressed 
and the most marginalized, then we're looking at children specifically. Yeah. And so when we understand that there was a law passed during chattel slavery that made it basically not not an offense to beat a slave to death while, you know, reprimanding them. It is suspected that that law came about because slave children were being beaten to death. Mm-hmm. And and so we ask like, well, who was do who was beating children to death and more often than not it was the white mistresses. Mm-hmm. Were beating children to death. Wow. And so then yes. <laughs> yeah. Then then you're complaining about your rights. That that caused a lot of um discord amongst women, amongst black women and white women that I feel like, you know, it's still happening today because once again, we show up for them often yeah, or are expected to show up for them. And then they are silent. They are silent when we are mistreated. They are silent when we go missing. And so for me, womanism and intersectional feminism means that I show up for everyone regardless and that and 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 specifically speaking about black women because there's a lot of respectability politics that happens within feminism and womanism too. so when we say yeah just to define real quick respectability we mean that people only are protected when they when they're the right kind of people yeah when they present themselves as respectable they have to show up yeah and they got to pull their pants up they got to pay they, pay their tithes and yeah. not sass their yeah. mom <laughs> and the reality though is that like I have to show up for all the women. So when I when I talk about womanism specifically and I'm talking about black women, like I'm talking about the hoes too. Yeah. I'm talking about the women that yeah. are, you know, making choices that I wouldn't necessarily make. I'm yeah. talking about the hood rats too. You're talking I'm, about disrespectable women like I'm sex about, workers yeah, and yeah. strippers. I'm talking about and, all, all of, of them. I'm showing up for them too. I have to show up for trans women too. Yeah. I have to show up for all of these people or else I am not... I am not being true to my ideals of care. Mm. For me, it's about care. It's not about, it's not even necessarily about the distribution of power or resources, which that is a portion of it. But ultimately, it's about care. How do we care for members of our our society? Mm. I think uh, if I only talked about my blackness in relation to the oppressor, like if I only mm-hmm. think of myself mm-hmm. in relation to them, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, then like you said, I've now centered them. Yeah. And it's not about me. And it's the, that's what we call the male gaze. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah. Yeah. That performing may, for the male gaze still or saying, yeah. in pushing back against. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm still bouncing off that mm-hmm. wall. Right. And although that is absolutely necessary, that's a necessary part Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you can't, you can't ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, can't patriarchy is the trillion pound elephant in the room. Like, yeah, that's, that's why we talk about this stuff. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. But with having this thing on the other end that says, okay, well, well, what are we? What do we mean to each other? Mm-hmm. How can we advocate for each other mm-hmm. off the strength of our own value as? a member of the species, period. Right. Not in relation to anything else, but just us as an entity itself. How when I look across the table and I see another woman, that I see a person of value, strength, dignity, and honor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of whatever other narrative is happening. Right. Like the power of having a word for that to me Mm -hmm. is like something that I'm like, oh crap, like 
I don't know if we have a word for that. Like anywhere mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. in in my intersections, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have a word for that, you yeah. know? And that to me is like, oh my gosh, like I just feel like I see it so much clearer and I see how, you know, almost going back to Audre Lorde, why it took a black woman and black women to go, hey, listen, Mm-hmm. You need to see all of this. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm still waiting for that revolution to happen for men. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our ability to see one another and all of our complexity, similarities mm-hmm. and our complexities and our different social locations. I spoke on a, a podcast recently, basically talking to a group of men about what does it mean to be a man. And we mm-hmm. talked about the lack of scripts that we have, but also how we don't see ourselves wanting to reconcile with men that are different, trans men. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. yeah. LGBT men for sure uh like we don't want to reconcile with them or have like what does it mean to love you care for you own you as my brother Mm -hmm. and own you and like that is a conversation i think as men we're just we're like it's really i almost feel like we're centuries behind (laughs) it's really a mark on our like um, among a lot of them but it's a really big mark and it's like we can't even talk yeah we can't even talk about this as men period no we don't talk about let alone black men yeah yeah you know what i'm saying oh god no yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, we can't even worry about the intersections yet because we can't even decide what the hell a man well, is in the first place. You know what, what, I'm a, what a, We don't even ask the question, like, real talk. What does it mean for a brother to love another brother? Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, so even when you were talking about womanism as women being unto themselves, basically, like my, my identity as a woman as it relates to other women, men don't even really think like that. And if we do, it's always through the lens of power. Right. Like, it's always like we have some sort of like, power club or you know we golf together in order Mm -hmm. to like do but basically we're not talking about vulnerability we're not talking about our essence we're not talking about consciousness we're not talking Mm -hmm. about spirit we're talking about power Mm -hmm. we're talking about utilizing power and yeah it takes years of a friendship (laughs) for like men to get to that like years unless that man has opened himself up to intersectionality, to like, to explore his feminine side, to be right, corny, you know what I'm saying? Right, but yeah. when you start letting yourself go, no, you have a full range of emotions because you're a human. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, when you allow for those things and going, yeah, the sacred feminine is, you, you're not a full human unless you embrace the sacred feminine, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. And just, you know, in that like, I am more than my parts and that, you know, my, my libido you know, or my ability to slay chicks is a very small part of my masculinity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't define yourself by that because we're all attracted to different things. So that's stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then when you go, okay, well, I like short women and you like tall women and he doesn't like women at all. You're just like, well, what the hell difference is it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're just defining. And then at the end of the day, it's like what I what I personally came to was like, I'm appealing to the, the the cowboy. I'm appealing to cowboy renaissance, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like manly man stuff. And I don't even bump, I don't right. even buy that. You know what I'm saying? Like the base. I don't even, yeah. The most, I'm appealing to that. Like in yeah. my own head, I'm appealing to that. And I'm like, and I hate that guy. Right. Like whoever that guy is, like that dude gets on my nerves. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, yeah, the freedom, like he's saying to say, how do I embrace? Again, trans men, gay men, bi men, 
black men, how, why can't you put your arms around mm -hmm. that brother? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, I didn't, how do we make this about us? But like, <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, yeah. like, <laughs> we do it so naturally. We do it so naturally. But real talk, I feel like, I feel like we're jealous. Like, there's, I, well, yeah. that's where I'm this jealous came from. of yeah. black that's, feminism. That's where all this came from. I'm and jealous I'm not of womanism. I'm present for a lot of conversations amongst men about this. So, I did, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, but I it's clear that you guys don't have no, no, this framework. In my own, like in my own group text and in my own friends, I've ended the pause. Like, do say, oh yeah, 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 pause. Like, yeah, don't say that to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, no pause. You know what I'm saying? We don't play that. I don't play that in my group. Like, no, we're not talking like that because it's like you again. You're just you've just now otherized mm -hmm. a brother that's in your group. And also, you know what I'm like, also like made what is feminine supposedly less valuable like that's yeah, what always yeah. that's what always As kills me i'm like why is feminine less valuable i don't get it yeah. but you value it in women you want them to be over feminized yeah yeah and yeah yeah that, part's, yeah. yeah that part still blows my mind it's like that's what i mean by just being like well you can't how about you're saying all oh, that's girly to cry. How about it's human? You have a full range of emotions. Right. If something is sad, you should human cry. Human beings cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That does not belong Man, to should. a gender or yeah. a sex. That doesn't yeah. belong. That's what this, that's what our species does. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And then even and what's what I bug myself out. I even use it. You're, it's so ingrained that I'm like, man, you could cry. Stop being a dumbass. Like I'm still <laughs> using, like toxic masculinity about being is. like yo yeah. have some emotions fool what the fuck is yeah. wrong with you you know what i'm saying like why? yeah like it's it's so in there yeah all that to say again so I'm, I'm this is why i love this conversation i love reading black feminism um yeah. i haven't read a i've read a few from womanist scholars but I, I i'm just so intrigued by this and this is why i wanted to talk about this on this episode was because um so i have black women in my life and i i do my best to love them, yeah. see them on their own terms. Um, and and black fem feminism has taught me that, or is still teaching me yeah. that, that I really wasn't seeing black women. I, I thought I was seeing black yeah. women. I thought I was listening to black women. And then I started talk hearing black women, especially when pain and rage was coming out. Mm. And I just started listening and not trying to talk, even though we're obviously talking a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of in, in honor of everything that you just spoke to us, because what you did was you drew out of me so much so much longing mm, mm -hmm. for that type yeah. of discourse and that type of self-love you know yeah for, for people Child. that identify as men mm -hmm. yeah. um that i see so much in feminine circles and it gets yeah. portrayed like you said as weak but I, it's not weak because i'm like there's nothing more badass than womanist scholars and black feminist scholars and nothing more radical yeah. than everyone we've talked Talk, about all the black I, women see them we've just, talked about yeah they just like gas each other y'all just yeah. get it like we it's do. just so do. we really do <laughs> gas so each other dope to yeah. me. you know what i'm saying like my my wife just taking it on herself to be like i'm gonna throw a support group mm -hmm. and just she just brings ladies over and we're just gonna like yeah. yes let it out girl you know what i'm saying and then <laughs> we're gonna build you no girl you, the, you know what i'm saying they just building each other up and right. i'm just like i'm just like damn why don't we 
do that. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. Without, to without do that. The, the, the toxic masculinity. Yes. Without With, the toxicity or without using sports as a conduit. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, totally. or, you know, hey, like, come watch football. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, right, we like just we having that? conversations with other people. The most rewarding relationships that I've ever had in my life have been with women, mm. specifically black women. And mm. for a long time, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends. And now I have a, a slew. I got a <laughs> boatload of them. And it's just like, it's so natural to me. Like, I don't understand, you know, women that say, I don't like other women. Like, that's. That is so yeah. toxic. That is so, like, we need each other. We need each other so much. And so I would love to see men, you know, lean into their relationships with other men yeah. and, like, start having these conversations amongst each other and start seeing themselves as extensions of each other because I feel like part of the reason why, like you said, you see black women or women, women of color specifically, yeah. like gassing each other up. Specifically like, women of color. I mean, yeah. we will talk to strangers. We talk to each other. We'll be like, yes, yeah. outfit. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm just like, and so I'll be trying to bring that yeah. into the circle where I'm just like, you know, with with each other. Like, we, I mean, we do that. Like, we have no problem like gassing each other. But like I said, it took years of deconstruction yeah for me to have the freedom you know even in like some of the stuff is like even like to my shame you know what i'm saying mm. where i'm just like damn dude like i miss so many opportunities you yeah. know what i'm saying because i just wasn't free enough pretty sure i could speak for will with him being like i thought i was hearing black women mm -hmm. i realized i didn't it's because it's hard to hear over the noise of your own trauma mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. especially as a black man mm -hmm. just being like we have been the you just think like I've been the ire and target, right? You know, of the I've carried this, the pain of this culture for so long, right? You know what I'm saying? You're just like I'm so exhausted from every angle of culture. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's just like, and you're just thinking, but my mama's got me. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? My sister got me, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you looking at them like, yo, we're in this together, right? Like it's mm -hmm. me and you. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like I feel you. Like I got you. I'm I'm fight. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for the kids. I can't. You know what I'm saying? The, the psychological, going back to chattel slavery, like the the ability for another man to look you in the face and being like, your wife's not yours, neither right. are your children. Right. I do what I want with your wife right. and children. Like what that does to you, Ugh. you're just mm -hmm. like, I have nothing. Right. And I'm embarrassed. Like I can't even look at her mm -hmm. because I couldn't protect her. You know what I'm saying? So just like, you're just swimming in that and watching her being like, but I still got you, baby. I still love you. Right. So you like, oh, well, she's good. Okay, mm -hmm. well, then let me fight this fight. Right, right, But it's right. like, no, fool, she's not good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's something the going on there. That's you know what, what I mean? men I have found when they are talking about. I've, I've very deliberately asked men what they admire about their partners mm -hmm. or what they admire about their mom. Yeah. And it's always service. Mm -hmm. Rarely ever is it you know, she's incredibly talented or yeah. she's really, really intelligent yeah. or, you know, I say, tell me something about your mom. And it's like, oh, well, you know, she sacrificed and she worked two jobs and she yeah, raised yeah, us yeah. by herself. And then she did like this for us. And then she always do like this and she hold it down. And I'm like, okay, so she's not an individual. Like recognizing yeah. black women as not a possession I mean, we we hear it all the time. We hear men say, "Oh, you know, it wasn't until I had a daughter that I learned to respect." This is ridiculous. Women. Yeah, <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's like what? Women always have their identity in relation to men, 
It's always about who we belong to. Even some of the anti-rape campaigns that were supposed to be progressive and groundbreaking, like, she's somebody's sister. She's somebody's mom. She's somebody's... How about she's a person? She's just a human being, and you should just treat her Mm -hmm. as a human being with dignity and respect. And so that's the thing about womanism specifically. I mean, Alice Walker was saying we should be able to name ourselves. Like, that is so powerful to me. Going back to the conversation about taking your husband's name versus not taking your husband's name. And what I pointed out in that conversation when all these women were saying, well, I I took my mom's name and I kept this person's name. I was like, but it's still a man's name. Yeah, it's somebody's dad. <laughs> your mom took her dad's name probably. Like, yeah. it's it's not revolutionary or groundbreaking if you're still repeating the same old cycles and doing, you know, performing yeah. the tradition, like name yourself. What do you want to be called? Ooh. Well, men aren't given that the freedom for that in, in our own way because of patriarchy, how it impacts us. Patriarchy, patriarchy hurts men. And boys. Deeply. And boys so much. Um, and in the same way that white supremacy Hurts white people. Yeah, me and but, yeah. yeah, yeah, me and Jeremiah Jay Givens, like when he came out, we did a whole came out of the closet. Just yes, like came out of the closet. Yeah, so when we did a whole pod, it was called My Chemical Bromance. I don't know if you said that. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. Um. So we just talked about like that was a great episode. By the way, thanks, man. Yeah, we talked about the policing of masculinity. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and when I realized, I was just doing this because the boys said it. Was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for him too, like. I was just doing this because you know what I'm saying and like and then coming out of that and just kind of finding things where like maybe there was moments of this that served you well in your development mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying but now you can you can remove that like yeah. you don't it, it's not serving you you don't anymore. need that armor you don't need it anymore yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. so like um yeah so like and and now for me it's not necessarily like I became a womanist once I had children that's not what I'm saying but like ha- being blessed with being like a girl dad like only having girls like and I feel like I'm definitely in conversations I never thought I'd ever be in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like considering things and learning about tone and like we had this moment where like when my eldest got her started menstruating, you know what I'm saying? And it was like the mother hens all came over, like all, mm-hmm. all the ladies came over and mm-hmm. they was just talking about different practices. Well, oh, we excited. We took her to dinner, mm-hmm. gave her flowers. It was like the most like- That's beautiful. an initiation. It was a dope. It yeah. was like a rite of passage. It was so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when they were talking about like, oh, here's what I do for cramps. This is what I do for this. I like wearing these when I, you know, this. and it started, I felt like it started getting graphic, but it started <laughs> getting graphic in the sense that I'm like, it's not so much, I'm like, one, I don't have anything to add because uh-huh, I have yeah. no inroads to this. Well, thank you, you for understanding that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to add. Because men love ha- having opinions about women's bodies. I think it's ridiculous. Ask, ask T.I. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had nothing to say to this. So I got up and walked away. And part of me felt like, I felt like I was eavesdropping on a conversation I shouldn't have been a part of. Like, y'all, y'all, you have created this moment. Not only that, I'm like, this is my wife's friend and I just don't want to know anything about her menstruation. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah. don't want to know nothing about that. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that in my life. So I got up and left. And then my wife first was like, why did you leave? Like, she was upset. Like, why did you leave this conversation? And I was like, are you grossed out? Like, and I'm like, no. Well, yeah, but no, (laughs) that's not. I mean, it's, it's more because I don't need to know about your friend's menstruations, number one. And then number two, I was like, I felt like you guys were having like an important time. 
initiating our daughter into this like this you know sorority that I just don't need to be a part of that like that's y'all space you know what I'm saying and it was one of the hardest like challenges in me becoming a feminist I'm saying all this to say this is where I became like a feminist, you know what I'm saying? And now I know I can't say I'm a womanist. Like now I get right, it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is me. I celebrate women. Yes. I can't yeah. Be a I am not a womanist. Yeah. So like her saying she came from a history where her mama never told her about what was going to happen. Yeah. And then when it happened, she thought she was dying. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And her mom just went to the store, got her stuff and was like, yo, when this happens, just wear this. Like, mm-hmm. and she, but she don't know. What, no conversation. No conversation, no, no nothing. You know, yeah. and she goes, and my dad never, like he, so she just came up with this, like, I was avoided during this time mm-hmm. and I don't want that for my daughter. Yeah. So me leaving, saying to her is like, yeah. you think this isn't a part of your life, but it is, right? I think that moment turned me into a feminist to where mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, I thought I was honoring you mm-hmm. by leaving this, by saying this, I don't have nothing to say. I'm not gonna add anything. I don't wanna know this about her, you know, your friend. And this is a moment with you guys. Like right. you guys have this, like I want you to have this. And she was she she responded like, I'm glad that that was your thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That like I see now you were coming from a position of honor. She needs her father to be a part of this part of yeah. the, that part of her life also. Yeah. And that to normalize this very natural blew phenomenon. my mind exactly now my only request was like listen i just think all bodily functions need to stay in the bathroom personally <laughs> that's just that's just my my opinion period you know what i'm saying and i'm like and if it something goes in the trash can put it in the trash can don't make me put it in the trash okay, can. All right. you know, i'm sorry i'm getting specific <laughs> okay, so right, that was my right. only Those that was rules. my only request this is it. was don't make me pick this thing up okay. you know what i'm saying but at the end of the I day that's fair. yeah but at the end of the day my i realize now for me personally this is what it means as a man to be a feminist mm-hmm. is like i need to be a part of this experience because they're humans with a very unique experience that I am better for, but because you've invited me in, you know what I'm saying? And to like walk with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't just be like, oh, that's girl stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. my responsibility. It's like, well, it is. Yeah. And it's girl stuff. Right. Well, thank right. you, Nikki, for creating the space for us to, well, to ask you questions about this, because I know your labor is not for nothing and it matters what you bring to the table and you're not just your knowledge but also your heart yeah also your like camaraderie even through this whole series that we've done like so thank you yeah. so the mo- any time you. you've spent educating us thank you right. happy to be here and we celebrate you as a womanist yep guys that's so sweet thank you i appreciate that Thank you for listening to this episode of Black History is American History.